0: Guys, they're warning us about things that looks like it's coming to our doorstep in 2024. Are you paying attention?
1: The following program is brought to you by friends and partners of End Time Headlines.
0: All right, what's up, guys? It is Friday, December the 15th. Uh, We're finishing up this week of podcasts. We want to welcome tonight's program. Again, this is Ricky Scaparo, the founder, the pastor, and the voice of End Time Headlines. You're listening to End Time Headlines, news and headlines from a prophetic perspective. We want to welcome all of our first-time viewers, first-time listeners. If this is your first time joining us, let us know in the comments section below that you're new, and we'd love to hear from you where you guys are joining us from and so much and so forth. Again, don't forget to hit that like button, guys. Please hit the like button, hit the share button. This pushes our material out there on these algorithm systems. And again, if you've not downloaded our free app, this is how you can keep up with our ministry, keep up with all of our headlines, our podcasts, all of our content's going to be right here at your fingertips. Get it today on your Apple store, your Android store. Again, it's absolutely free. Download it today. Hit yes to push notifications and you're going to be squared up and good to go. All right, guys. So there's a lot of uh, <clears throat> there's a lot of war chatter that's going on. There is a lot of information that's been released this week, and they are warning us that we it looks like, again, that they are preparing. They are actively preparing for the uh, for the United States of America to be in a full fledged conflict or war with China in 2024. This is a uh, article from the Foreign Affairs the big one: preparing for a long war with China. Over the past decade, the prospect of Chinese military aggression in the Indo excuse me in the Indo Pacific has moved from the realm of the hypothetical to the war rooms of U.S. defense planners. We're going to show you some videos on that in just a minute. Chinese leader Xi Jinping has significantly accelerated his country's military buildup, and now in its third decade. At the same time, China has become increasingly assertive across a wide swath of the Pacific, advancing its expansionist maritime claims and encroaching on the waters of key U.S. allies and important security partners, including Japan, the Philippines, and Taiwan. According to the report, Xi has asserted with growing frequency that Taiwan must be reunited with China. Translation, China is making it known that they have all intentive purposes to invade Taiwan and they they're, they're, they're planning it. They're preparing for it. They're, they're strategizing towards it. And they know that the hindrance, the stumbling block, the resistance is America and American forces and American bases that in their, that are in their way. So how are they going to deal with that? Let's talk about that.
2: That China, also on top of all what Jillian reported, also tried to break into the operator of the Texas power grid. They they operate independently from electrical systems in the rest of the U.S. We understand the U.S. electrical system is not connected. But the, the level of China's intrusion here and their intent is deeply worrying.
3: Yes, it is. And uh, today we had a hearing uh, in Homeland Security on the cybersecurity issues here in the United States. And, yeah, it's becoming more and more apparent to us that China is uh, preparing to launch some kind of an all-out uh, cyber attack on the United States if, in fact, we find ourselves in conflict with them over, over Taiwan. And what's really scary about it is that it used to take an army of, of folks uh, launching all of these uh, attacks against us. But now with artificial intelligence, you know, just a, a handful of people can start to, uh, to launch cyber attacks all over across the United States using, using artificial intelligence. So the, and so, sh- yeah, it's becoming a real, real threat to the American homeland. Do you homeland.
2: see how they're planting the flag? They went after a port on the West Coast. That's China saying we could shut down right. a port. They went into a Hawaiian uh, a water system in Hawaii. We can shut down water in Hawaii. They went into Texas's power grid, saying we can shut down possibly Texas's power grid, maybe during a heat wave. Who knows?
3: Yeah, well, they can do that and much, much more. And so, if they these, these are just probing attacks, uh, demonstrations. Uh, if you, you know, for but lack what of is a the White word.
2: House doing to stop it? What is the government doing to protect Americans out here?
3: Well, that's why we had these hearings, and what is, what is the Department of Homeland Security doing to make sure that we are resilient in any attack that uh, China may launch against us? You know, one of the things that I asked is, look, eventually it's, this is going to be artificial intelligence against artificial intelligence, and who has the smarter artificial intelligence is
0: going to win out. But we All right, have- so guys, we already know, uh, we've already talked about how there's been reports – of Iranian cyber attacks against key infrastructures here in America one of them being the water system but now it looks like China has now got their hands involved in this as well so now we're seeing we're seeing a strike against America coming from a a, a coalition of not just one nation but a group of players involved in this how be it Iran And now we see China. Here's a report. China-affiliated hackers have hit critical U.S. infrastructure. Hacking groups that are affiliated with China have targeted critical infrastructure assets in the U.S., including utilities, communications, and transport. The attack is seen as part of China's Volt Typhoon cyber campaign, which U.S. government has observed for at least a year now. Hackers affiliated with the Chinese People Liberation Army have allegedly intruded into the computer systems of dozens of critical infrastructure units of the U.S. government. Stop, guys. Again, this goes right along with the reports that we've, we've shown you about Iranian cyber attacks that have infiltrated U.S. water systems as well and other infrastructure. Now, here's consequently, this all comes... Uh, if you didn 't watch last night 's podcast with Larry Raglan when i we, uh, I had the privilege of going to the big picture program, the big picture show with Larry Raglan, we went on there and we talked about predictive programming. we talked about the new uh, the new uh segment the new movie excuse me the new movie that was released on Netflix that the obamas especially Barack Obama had a direct hand in in producing and this movie. Uh, I believe and many others believe is absolutely uh is propaganda it's predictive programming at its finest, and it gives us a depiction of America being hit with a cyber attack, a crippling three part attack against America bringing America to its knees and to its end, and this attack was not just from one nation. But it was a coalition of nations that came together with one conservative effort, and that was to bring America to its
1: knees. Meanwhile, watch out. China's cyber army is on the attack, infiltrating two dozen critical U.S. entities at least over the past year. Just some of the victims got a water utility company over in Hawaii, along with a major West Coast port and oil and gas pipeline. What are they up to? Here to react and to analyze Scowcroft's Center for Strategy and Security, Vice President Matthew Kroenig. Matt, what are they up to? Well, Brian,
4: uh, it's good to be on the show. And unfortunately, China's preparing for war with the United States. Uh, The the strategy here is that they want to be able to invade Taiwan they're worried that the United States will project military power from bases in Hawaii and the continental United States to Asia to defend Taiwan. And so what China's trying to do is to do these cyber intrusions, lay in wait, and, and at the right moment, attack ports, attack water supply, attack uh, energy supplies uh, to prevent the United States from projecting military power forward. So, so in short, they're preparing, for, they're preparing for war.
1: Why do you think we're getting this story now?
4: Well, um, it, it's, been, it's come out um, now, and um, I, I think part of the reason is that the administration, the U.S. government, has had a hard time getting these private companies to take the necessary security measures. You know, these companies, small utilities, aren't directly controlled by the U.S. government. They're, they're small private companies. And so the Department of Homeland Security has tried to get them to increase their cybersecurity standards, uh, has tried to get them even just to disclose that they have uh, an issue. But often they don't want to do that. They don't want to announce to their customers that they have a problem, uh, and they don't want to spend the extra money that would be required for cybersecurity. And now so
1: public this- pressure could actually make them do this. They might say, hey, listen, I'm, my margins are small. I can't be worried about the latest in cyber uh, defense, um, uh, cyber defense force. Should the federal government play a role in, in defending these companies?
4: Well, that is one option, and um, the, the U.S. government does have a role in defending uh, cyber attacks against U.S. military bases, against the Department of Defense, and so increasing the government's role could be part of the answer. Another part of the answer could just be speaking clearly with the American people uh, and with these companies about the stakes right. here. You know, ha- happy talk. Uh, the, we just had the Biden and Xi summit in San Francisco a, a month ago, pretending like the United States and China are going to somehow cooperate. I think we need to be clear with the American people that we're, we're in a new Cold War with China. And let's hope it stays cold because it could get hot. Uh, this is going to be a serious rivalry for probably decades to come.
1: It seems like they wake up in the morning and think, how do we comprehensively defeat America in every way? And we're always defending their next action somehow we got to get them on their back foot. Is that possible? I I think it is possible. And, uh, you know, China
4: has a lot of weaknesses. Their autocratic model doesn't work. Uh, Their growth uh, is really slowing down. Uh, Technologically, they've only been able to advance by systematically stealing uh, intellectual property from the United States. Uh, The in the security sphere. They're more afraid of their own people than they are of the U.S. Department of Defense. Uh, so they have real weaknesses if we're willing to take the gloves off and, and force them to compete. But I think that does require recognizing that, that we are in a serious uh, rivalry. Mm. Uh, this isn't some kind of competition like a tennis match. Uh, this is this is serious.
1: And Matt, the thing is, do you know what could happen? Republicans and Democrats might be able to agree on this, just like we used to agree that the Soviets were a threat. We could agree on this. And then the, the, where the rubber hit the road would be how we do it, how we defend ourselves. That would be was something we should use to galvanize ourselves. Also, if you see the economic statistics to your point, it uh, doesn't seem like China has ever been this vulnerable in, in modern times.
0: So uh, here we are. We're seeing this report now. It's not just Iran. It's not just Russia. And it's now it's China, Iran, Russia, China, three key players that all have a common goal, and that's to eliminate America and its influence. Iran always is consistently chanting death to America. China is some of the biggest two-faced actors out there. They come here to America, they put on a smiling face, they shake your hand. uh, They say they have the the best interest in it, uh, in their in, in hand, all these things, yet then they go back to their own nation and they be they breathe threats against us. They make threats against us. They begin to do things uh, economically to try to cripple us. They make arrangements and agreements uh, behind closed doors with other nations. Uh, again, with the entire intent to bring America down. So don't fall for this stuff, guys. Again, we're seeing this happening in real time. Again, according to the report, hackers affiliated with the Chinese Chinese people's Liberation Army have allegedly intruded into the computer systems of dozens of critical infrastructure units of the U.S. government. And again, along with Iran, these include water and power utilities, oil and gas pipelines and transportation and communication entities. It is speculated that this is part of a broader effort by the PLA to strike logistic targets in terms of a U.S.-China conflict in the Pacific region. Again, it's all about Taiwan. In order for them to carry out their successful campaign against Taiwan, they, they know that they have to weaken our American forces. They have to remove us as the Goliath that is standing in their way for them to do this. Key victims of the campaign of these cyber attacks include a port on the West Coast water utility system in Hawaii, a critical oil and gas pipeline, <clears throat> and a Texas power grid operator. The, the, uh, the, the specific attack on systems in Hawaii has been suggested to aim at potential disruptions to the operations of the Pacific fleet. The hackers running the Volt Typhoon campaign have stolen employee credentials with backdoor entries and have used arbitrary, arbitrary home and workplace routers to hide their attacks. So guys, when you put all this together, what we just watched here and what we just talked about, again, it I'm telling you, uh, representatives, defense military operatives, people in high places, and the government, they're all preparing us to be in a conflict with China in 2024. And, and I know, listen, many of us watchmen have been warning about this. We've been warning and saying that it's not a matter of if, but when. And many people has pointed to 2024 as the year that we see this major conflict take place. So again, so we've got a, it looks like something that from without that's coming to our doorstep, but ne- but they're also warning about something that's coming and rising up from within that it will also be at our doorstep. Now we know FBI director Christopher Wray has not warned once, not twice, Three times, guys, in the last probably month or two months, in the past 30 to 60 days, again, FBI Director Christopher Wray, along with Senator Lindsey Graham and others, are all sounding the alarm. Uh, here's, this is a headline from Fox News that I'm reading here. FBI Director says terror threats have been elevated to an all-time high since October the 7th. Quote, blinking lights are everywhere.
1: What I would say that is unique about the environment that we're in right now in my career is that while there may have been times over the years where individual threats could have been higher here or there than where they might be right now, I've never seen a time where all the threats or so many of the threats are all elevated all at exactly the same time. That's what makes this environment that we're in now so fraught. And why funding our men and women who are working shoulder-to-shoulder shoulder with state and local law enforcement and other partners every day makes it even more important, not less. So blinking
0: red lights analogy about 9-11, all the lights were blinking red
1: before 9-11. Apparently, obviously, all of us missed it. Would you say that there's multiple blinking red lights out there? I see blinking lights everywhere I turn.
0: All right guys, and then then we had this other story coming out. This is also from Fox News. FBI, the DHS and others are warning of threats to public safety. All of this during the holiday season, aka Christmas season. Again, all been amplified. All of them is this is all coming over the last 2 months they've just been they've been amplifying these warnings about uh, threats to public safety, all-time high, all the bells are ringing, all the red flags are there.
5: Well, I certainly believe it is. Uh, and we know this uh, from a variety of different data sources, intel sources, that uh, groups like uh, Hezbollah specifically, Hamas to a lesser extent, at least in the past, have certainly been here in the United States. The FBI has been aware of them. They've tracked them. And so a lot of these groups, as you indicated, have individuals here in the states. And so to, quote, activate them or to inspire them or to have them do something is is unfortunately a lot easier than I think most Americans really understand. And you uh, you apply that with what's going on along the southern border, which you described so aptly. And I think you've got a real issue here. And so that's why we hear Director Ray saying that all the lights are uh, blinking red. Uh, And he sees the the threat of potential acts here, probably the highest that they've been since 9-11. And so that should give a lot of Americans a lot of uh, concern. You said 9-11. It was something that seemed obvious in retrospect. It was the black swan,
4: but nobody ever considered using hijacked uh, airplanes as as flying bombs, as missiles, uh, except for Tom Clancy. You think about the October 7th attacks, which in retrospect make perfect sense. Um, in terms of what Hamas would have planned and planned and done, uh, but it, you know, before that, nobody nobody thought of it in Israel. I'm wondering, in terms of a, an October seventh-style attack on the United States, if that's even something that we could possibly guard against.
5: Well, look, we we have a number of law enforcement agencies, both here in the United States and some of our partners overseas, where we we think about these things, right? They think about the types of attacks, how it would be uh how it would be planned out, and so we've certainly been thinking about that, but look the terrorists as as we often say, only have to get it right once, and so while we're able to disrupt 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 uh different plots over time and you see that on the news periodically, they only have to get it right once and so It's not only about disrupting once they get here in the United States, but it's also about preventing their entry into the United States, which is critically important, which, again, this administration, I believe, has not done a really good job about. And so you really need to do both. You need to make sure that they're prevented from ever coming into the United States. And then once they are here. You've got to disrupt, and that takes law enforcement working together, both at the federal, state, and local level.
0: This report says the FBI said it is closely monitoring threats to public safety during the entire holiday season, which may be amplified by the war. Quote, we take all potential threats seriously, and we'll work closely with our law enforcement partners to determine their credibility, share information, and take appropriate investigative action. Again, this is from the Bureau The Bureau goes on to say that these targets are likely to remain attractive to lone actors inspired by a range of ideologies due to their accessibility and symbolic nature. Again, what is he talking about? Per an assessment from the FBI and DHS, ongoing tensions related to the conflict between Israel and Hamas likely heighten the threat of lone actor violence targeting large public gatherings throughout the winter. I want to say that again. Targeting large public gatherings throughout the winter, including holiday-related and faith-based events. Guys, you need to be paying attention to this. Here's a this is a headline from an Express News. Hamas threatens violence against Americans everywhere in the in a recent chilling new video. A senior official for Hamas recently called for acts of violence against the US and also the UK. Uh, His comments come as tensions over the Israeli Hamas war continue to intensify with pressure growing on Israel to end the fighting. And by the way, that pressure is even coming now from the Biden administration. The
5: U.S. is increasing pressure on Israel over the war against Hamas. President Biden warned that Israel could lose global support overnight for what he called indiscriminate bombing in Gaza. Well, Israel's prime minister is publicly pushing back against the president's plan for Gaza after the war. Despite all the pressure, Israeli leaders are more determined than ever to destroy Hamas. Chris Mitchell reports from Jerusalem.
6: President Biden called for a change in Israel's current government, claiming it's, quote, making it very difficult for Prime Minister Netanyahu to move. While pledging continued military assistance to Israel, he criticized what he called indiscriminate bombing of Gaza and added, They have to be careful. The whole world's public opinion can shift overnight. We can't let that happen. There's also disagreement about what happens in Gaza after the war. In a statement thanking the U.S. for its support, Netanyahu repeated his opposition to the administration's stance on the Palestinian Authority ruling the territory.
5: I want to clarify my position. I will not let Israel repeat the Oslo mistake. I will not allow that after the great sacrifice of our citizens and fighters, we bring into Gaza those who teach terrorism, support terrorism, finance terrorism, Gaza will be neither Hamastan nor Fatastan.
6: Tuesday, the UN General Assembly voted for an immediate ceasefire. Israeli Ambassador Gilad Erdan blasted the vote. No piece of paper, especially one
2: that is adopted by a biased, politicized majority, will prevent Israel from defending itself against those that seek our destruction. Israel is fighting a war for her future. There is not a single member state here, not a single member state here that would act differently in a similar situation.
6: A Wall Street Journal poll showed a majority of Americans support Israel in its fight against Hamas. Fifty-five percent said Israel is taking the military action needed to defend itself and prevent another attack by Hamas, while only 25 percent said Israel's military action is disproportionate and going too far. Meanwhile in Gaza, eight Israeli soldiers died in the fighting on Tuesday. While the Wall Street Journal is reporting, the IDF has started pumping seawater into Hamas's tunnels to destroy one of its main military assets and drive out top leaders.
0: Now guys, this is huge because again, according to Bible prophecy, Zechariah chapter 12, Zechariah has warned us Guys, in the last days, Israel would become the cup of trembling to the whole world. They would become a burdened stone. They would be a burdensome stone that the entire world would try to, to try to heave away. But they would not be successful in doing it again in modern vernacular translation. Israel, especially Jerusalem, Jerusalem would be the key, heavy, burdensome, stumbling stone, stumbling block that the world would begin to unify against them. They would resist them, come against them, attack them, stand against them. God said that this would happen. The prophets have warned that this would happen. Two major prophets, Zechariah and Joel, both have warned about this and that there would be dire consequences to the nations who come against Israel. I don't know how much more plain we can make this. Genesis chapter 12, God told Abraham and his descendants, I will bless those who bless you and curse those who curse you. One of the most chilling examples of this, guys, came a couple days ago, in my opinion. I don't know if you saw this. Uh, we reported this on IntimeHeadlines.org, IntimeHeadlines.com. Uh, it's on our app. If you have our app, you'll see this. Listen to this. Turkish MP suffers a heart attack, actually collapse on video moments after setting, standing up publicly saying Israel will, quote, suffer Allah's wrath. Now, if you guys are watching this by visual, Uh, Here is a picture. This is an actual photograph that was taken. There's video out there, but I'm not going to be able to play it because there'll be copyrights on it. But here is an image of this. This is moments after, again, a Turkish lawmaker, Hassan Bitmez, I believe. I don't know how you pronounce his name, collapsed again, literally moments after he told Israel that they would suffer the wrath of Allah. Uh again, this was live streamed at a parliamentary speech. Um, 53 years of age. Uh he is of the Conservative Felicity Party, delivered an address at the General Assembly of the Turkish Parliament. And remember, uh Erdogan and Turkey has been threatening Israel. Remember all we've reported on that, all those threats that keep they, that they kept coming out against Israel. This was stunning to me. This was shocking, it was stunning, and I believe, guys, this was a harbinger. It is a warning. It is God's word made alive. Again, he said, God said, I will bless those who bless you and curse those who curse you. The, uh, the, this Turkish lawmaker stood up at this Turkish parliament behind the platform and said, quote, we can perhaps hide from our conscience, but not from history. And by addressing the Jewish state, quote, you will not escape the wrath of Allah. And again, he then went on to say, I salute you all, and then collapsed to the ground at the podium with his head striking the floor. Guys, you can't make this stuff up. Are you paying attention? Are you listening? Are you the the word of God cannot lie? It will not lie. It is speaking. Are we listening? So we've got all these threats. And by the way, in Europe, they just foiled an attack. So they've been it's not just America. It's the whole West that they're warning about. Again, threats from without coming to our doorsteps and threats rising up from within with these quote unquote lone wolf attacks. Uh, And one of these in Europe, they just uh, they just foiled an attack. Let me pull this up. A plot from Hamas to carry out a terror attack on Jewish institutions in Europe was foiled yesterday as arrests were made in Germany and in Holland. Again, this comes uh, following similar raids that took place in Denmark. So again, Germany, Holland, Denmark, uh, uh, terror plots all were foiled. Mossad and Danish agencies had exposed Hamas infrastructure in Europe. Danish authorities will question detainees as it is unclear what their motives were. Several
1: terror suspects, including alleged Hamas members, have been arrested in Europe. They're suspected of plotting attacks on Jewish targets.
7: In Germany, authorities said at least one of the suspects was assigned by Hamas to find weapons to be used in a future terrorist attack. Three people were arrested in Berlin on suspicion of planning attacks against Jewish people or institutions. And a fourth arrest was made in the Netherlands, all four suspected of being longtime Hamas members. While in Denmark, at least six people could also be facing charges related to terrorism. The prime minister said this is as serious as it gets. Intelligence officials in Denmark alerted the public to be aware of Jewish places of interest, saying the investigation revealed that a network of people had been preparing a terrorist attack. Zohar Palti ran counterterrorism for Israel's Mossad. In this case, we
4: see that Hamas already is conducting terror activity globally. When you see three countries in Europe, like Denmark, like Germany, and like uh, Netherlands, this is something new, and um, I think we should be concerned
0: about it.
7: And today, Hamas tells CBS News that they do not think the people who were detained and arrested in Europe are part of the organization. Uh, in other statements, they have denied that they are. And uh, that German authorities, they tell CBS News, tend to be very aggressive against Palestinian activists. Hmm. Um, Well, Lilia, as you know, here in the U.S., the FBI has warned of elevated threats of uh, domestic issues in relation and connected to the war in the Middle East. What are authorities there saying about just how concerned people should be about these threats? Well, Anne-Marie, the European Union Commissioner for Home Affairs, um, Yulia Johansson, Told um, uh, has mentioned and has been speaking about this. Said that Europe, quote, war, uh, faces a huge risk of terror. These were the words that he that she uh, used. And then the in the U.S. the chief of the FBI the, of the FBI, the director of the FBI, Christopher Wray testified to Congress not too long ago, just this month, that he has never seen a time where all of the threats are elevated at the same time. That, you know, in, in words that were brought up by members of Congress, he said all the lights are blinking, kind of uh, comparing it to a time pre nine eleven.
0: Now, guys, this news also comes in light of, uh, this was a report that came out today, 10 10 IEDs, that's improvised explosive devices, were discovered at a U.S.-Mexico border uh, during a cartel gunfight. According to this report from Fox News, U.S. Customs and Border Protection is warning agents to be on the lookout for explosive devices. And again, where was this at? This was at the border. The IEDs were found by Mexican authorities. After Tucson border patrol observed gunshots at the US Mexico border and a Tucson uh, supervisory border patrol agent arrested and an armed uh, person on the US side who had loaded an AK-47 rifle, uh, two loaded AK magazines and loose rounds and a handgun. So folks listen to me. <clears throat> they are they're telling us they're warning us we're seeing these things happen. We've got to be diligent. We've got to be vigilant. We've got to be in prayer. We've got to be uh, alert. We have got to be paying attention. But now I want to shift gears. We've went about what 30, 40 minutes here. Now I'm going to close out with this, and I want to talk about um, the one of the. Listen, this is one of my pet peeves, and it irritates me. And I want to let me say this out front, then I'll go back to this because if I go straight into this, people's going to get mad and get offended because they're not really uh, they're not hearing my heart here. Listen, so I want to say right off the bat, you guys who know me, you follow us, you know that we believe, I believe in a rapture of the church. I believe in the rapture of the church. I, I am a... I'm a believer. I've studied you know, for years. I hold to a pre-tribulation view of the rapture. I know you may not. Listen, it's okay. We can agree to disagree. We can be mature about this. We're still believers. We're still brothers and sisters in Christ. We're still part of the family of God. We're sons and daughters of God. We just have a difference of theology and our views of, of regarding this particular subject. But here's what I, I want to talk to all. Uh, if this shoe fits you, then listen, I'm not going to make any apologies about this because you need to hear what I'm going to say here. Um, If your entire plan of protecting your family, being vigilant, preserving your family through trials, through tribulations, through disasters, and what may come, if your only plan is a great escape called the rapture, then friends... I believe you're going to get in a lot of trouble with that. Now, look, I know people's going to get shocked at what I'm saying here. Again, I believe in a pre-tribulation rapture, but I've said this. I believe that the church is going to go through and see and experience a whole lot more than what we have been persuaded and told that we would. Let me say that again. I believe the church is going to go through a whole lot more experience a whole lot more, see things, experience things, be a part of things a whole lot more than what we have been led to believe or taught behind pulpits. And because we've had this notion from behind pulpits for years and years and years, and I would even venture to say decades and decades and decades that, that before anything gets bad, that the great escape is going to happen, the snatching away, the catching together, the trumpets going to sound and the rapture's going to happen. And the church will never see any bad, never see any trials, never see any tribulations, never see any kind of persecution, never have to go through famine, never had to go through trial, never had to go through a drought, never had to go through a war, never have to go through a collapse of the economy or the empire or transition of an empire. Friends, that is a a very, I believe, a dangerous false notion that we have to be and use wisdom about. We have to use wisdom about this. Let me explain to you because I get it all the time. We get attacks from people when we do these updates and we warn people about calamities, disasters, destructions, war, civil war, famine, droughts. All of these things. When we warn week after week after week, it is inevitable that we're gonna get emails, messages, all all day long from people saying that we're 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 propagating fear mongering, we're alarmist, we're promoting hyperbole, and as people of faith and people of the Lord, we should not be talking about this. We should be just looking for the rapture, looking for the, cl- the clouds to split, the eastern sky to split, looking for the trumpet to sound because our blessed hope is in him. Therefore, watch this. We as the church, this is not what I'm saying. This is what they're saying. And this may be what some of you are saying. And I'm, I'm trying to help you today. If you listen to me and not get mad and not get offended by you telling your family and your friends that they don't have to be prepared physically, emotionally, mentally, and spiritually and financially, that their entire plan is just to keep their head looking up in the sky and wait for the trumpet to sound and wait for the sky to split and wait for the rapture. My friends, you could inevitably set them up for failure and 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 disaster. And you say, well, Brother Ricky, where's your faith? Listen, James clarified this, friend. The Apostle James in the New Testament said, show me your faith and I'll show you my works. He said, show me your works and I'll show you my faith. Let's go to the word of God. All right, here we go. James chapter 2. James 2, verse 14. James 2, 14. What does it profit, my brethren, if someone says he has faith but does not have any works? Can, can faith save him? When it comes to salvation, yes. But can I tell you something? Even after you believe, even after you believe through faith, there comes works. Can I prove it to you? Romans says, if you confess with your mouth and believe in your heart. You know what that is? That's works. Faith is there to operate, to to come to, come alongside, that you have to believe in God in whom you've not seen. Come on, if any man comes to God, he must first believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. So even faith, for we are saved by faith through grace and not of works, lest any man should boast. But again, Romans says in order to be saved, you have to believe in your heart and confess with your mouth. My friends, that is an action on our part that comes alongside with faith. OK, so can faith save him save him? Yes. But again, he says here, but my brethren, if someone says he has faith but has no works, what does it profit? Look at this. Verse 15, if a brother or sister is naked and destitute of daily food, and one of you says to them, depart in peace, my brother, be warmed and filled, but you don't give him or her the things which they need for the body. What does it profit? You don't give them clothes. You don't give them a warm jacket. You don't give them any money that they need to sustain themselves, to get some groceries, to get some food, to get some water, to pay their electric bill that's went out. You don't give them any shoes that they don't have any on their feet. You're not helping their children. Their children don't have anything. They don't have any place to stay. They don't have any place, uh, no shelter. And you just say to them, be in peace. God will take care of you. And look what James says here. Thus, verse 17 Also, faith by itself, if it does not have works, is dead. Oh, some of y'all wish that verse wasn't there. Y'all don't like this because it charges you. It challenges you. It gets you out of your comfort zone. But someone will say, you have faith and I have works. Look what he says here. Show me your faith without your works and I will show you my faith by my works. You believe there's one God, and you do well, even the demons believe and tremble but do you- but do you want to know, O oh foolish man, that faith without works is dead? Was not Abraham our Father justified by works when he offered Isaac his son on the altar? Wow, do you see that faith was working together with his works, and by works faith was made perfected or perfect. And the scripture was fulfilled which says Abraham believed God and it was accounted to him for righteousness. And he was called the friend of God. Come on, how many of y'all would like to be called the friend of God? Verse 24, you see then that a man is justified by works and not by faith only. Likewise, was not Rahab the harlot also justified by works when she received the messengers and sent them out another way? For as the body without the spirit is dead, so faith without works is dead also. So here's the bottom line, guys. When you have watchmen at the wall warning you that the sword is upon us, famine is upon us, disasters and calamities and destruction is upon us, there are harbingers, there is warnings. There is birth pangs. All of these things are coinciding and they are increasing in intensity. When the watchmen are sounding the alarm, we as the body of Christ, how are we responding to it? Well, listen, I'm going to tell you something. Noah was a I believe Noah was a man of God and he was also a watchman. Noah was a man of God first before he was a watchman. Watch this. Noah was found righteous in the eyes of God in his generation generation Noah was also a, a prophet and a watchman because he heard from the Lord that there was coming a great calamity there was coming a great disaster on the horizon how did Noah respond Noah responded by action he responded through works he didn't respond just by faith alone he accompanied it with works his works were attributed to watch this through the construction of the ark that was prepared for the saving of his household. Oh, are y'all hearing me today? Listen to me. The children of Israel had God. They had a covenant with God, but they had to act out their faith in obedience. God, sp- Listen, if they would have sat around and said, you know what? God has warned us. Through the prophets, come on, through the watchmen, that there's coming plagues. There's coming grasshoppers. There's coming frogs. There's, excuse me, the locusts. There's coming the frogs. There's coming the lice. There's coming, the water's going to turn to blood. The the cows are going to drop dead. There's darkness coming upon the land. All the firstborn are going to drop dead. God has warned us. He has told us through the prophets, through the watchmen, that this is going to happen. He told us through Moses The prophet of that day, the watchman of the day, it's coming. And if they would have said, you know, and and the Lord through Moses gave instructions and said, here's what you're going to do. You're going to get in your house. You're going to take the blood of an earthly lamb. And you're going to take the blood, put it on the lentils lentils, uh, of your home. You're going to spread it over the doorposts. The, uh, over the sides of the, the post over the over the the doorway of the home so that when the the death angel comes it will look upon the blood of the lamb and God will keep you secure now what if them people would have said you know what I know God said this, this, and this, and this, but you know what? He's in control. All I got to do is just sit back. I don't have to do anything because God's in control. After all, it's his will. I don't need to do anything. No, they had to act. They had to do something. They had to prepare accordingly. Joseph was in the middle of Egypt and the Lord warned an entire generation And consequently, he spoke in a dream, a series of dreams to a wicked man, a a wicked ruler over Egypt, the Pharaoh of that day, and said uh, he didn't understand what what was going on. He didn't understand the uh, the 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 mystery or the the uh, the interpretation of the enigma of the dream in which he had the, the series of dreams. So Joseph being watch this, the the watchman of that day. Came in, gave the interpretation and said, oh, Pharaoh, there is coming a global famine that will come. Now, what if Joseph said, watch this. You know what? I'm not really worried about it because God's in control. God's going to take care of it. No, that's not what your Bible says. Your Bible says that Joseph prepared accordingly. He told them seven years before the famine ever came to Egypt. For Think about it, church, seven years. Joseph told Pharaoh, here's what you're going to do. You're going to put away. You're going to store away. You're going to prep. You're going to put extra portions away. You're going to store up extra water, extra grain, extra food. Are you hearing me? Why seven years out because you so that way when the famine comes, not if when because it's coming. When it comes to your doorstep, you're not going to be sitting here going, where's God at? I thought the trumpet would sound. I thought the eastern spli- the eastern sky was going to split. I thought I would hear come up here. Where's the rapture at? Because what if it don't come in your timeline? What if it doesn't come in our preconceived season of what we think it's going to happen? When we think it's going to occur and how it's going to occur and the way it's going to occur? If you listen, again, if you put, I'm not against the rapture, but if you put all your stock in that and and you're and you miss it on your on what you believe is the timing, how it's going to happen, when it's going to happen? And you don't prepare accordingly, then it could be bad news for you and your family. Are you come on, are you receiving this today? I, I'm I'm trying to help somebody today. I, I'm telling you, you say, Well, Brother Ricky, do you prepare? Yes. Yes, we're putting away extra food. Yes, we've been pre- putting extra food away. We've been putting extra water away. We've been putting extra supplies away. We've been making uh, plans in the event that we lose communications and this and that. We've been doing this for years. This isn't this is just popped up overnight just because you're seeing all these wars and rumors of wars and nation against nation, the kingdom against kingdom. Guys, you should have been preparing for this a long time ago. Watchmen have been on the wall for years, all the way back in 2008, 2004, 2008, 2012, 2011, 2020. The warnings have gone forth. I don't know how much more we can do to prepare you. So I'm just trying to tell you guys, I I get very apprehensive when I read these blogs and look and watch these things on YouTube. And I hear about these things where these people are getting up on their YouTube videos or getting up on their platforms and they're they're literally telling people. They don't need to prepare. They don't need to, they don't need to do anything physically to prepare. They don't need to stock up on food. Don't, they don't need to do anything about water. They don't need to have an emergency plan or a bug out bag, or they don't need to have any extra money or some cash on hand, or they don't need to worry about any of that stuff because if they do, then they, they turn around and they criticize people like me and you because we actually put works to our faith and we prepare our family accordingly. Don't let anybody shame you, criticize you or ridicule you, because, listen, you're going to be prepared. They're not. Well, Brother Ricky, what if the rapture happens? You know what? Praise God. If the rapture happens, then whoever comes and finds our house after we're gone to heaven and gone to be with the Lord, they're going to find a good quantity of food and water. And it's going to be a great blessing to them because I won't need it if I'm in glory. I won't need it if I'm in the presence of the Lord. But you know what? They probably will need it because they're going to be stuck here during the tribulation and they're going to have to endure some hardships and hard times. And that's going to be more of a blessing than it is to us. So listen, I'm okay to be proven wrong if the rapture happens and we have been prepared for all of this stuff and we leave a lot of stuff behind because I can't take it anyway when I go to be with the Lord are y'all come on somebody give me an amen right there again I've always said this and I will continue to say this I had much rather any day of the week be prepared for nothing than be unprepared for something let me say it one more time for the back row for all the new viewers out there. I had much rather any day of the week be prepared for nothing than be completely unprepared for something. So come on, I hope you received this today. Listen, do me a favor, share this, like this, subscribe to this uh, push this is going to help us push this out all all over across these platforms again. Guys, download our free app. It's how you're going to keep up with our ministry. Get it today. Apple Android devices. Hit yes to push notifications. Get it today. Get our free app right in your hand. And it's going to keep you up to date with all of our uh, podcasts and everything that we do on a week to week basis. And of course, as always, guys, if this ministry is a blessing to you, please pray about becoming a monthly partner. You can do that two different ways. You can give either electronically right there on your screen. Go scroll down to the bottom where it says donate, click there, or you can give by check or money order right there on the screen. End time headlines, P.O. Box 1391. That's going to be Monroe, Georgia 30655. And on that notion, guys, uh, I want to say, again, a special thank you to all of our partners, supporters of our ministry, um, all of you guys that have sent Christmas cards, emails, uh, letters, messages, uh, blessings, donations. Again, from the bottom of our heart, uh, our whole team, we, we love you guys. Uh, we bless you in Jesus' name. Thank you for your partnership. And again, um, if you guys are listening, you're watching, and you say, well, how do I become a monthly partner? Again, all that information is what we just showed you there, it, and it's, and it's going to take you there, and you could do all that right there and give accordingly and whatever the Lord puts upon your heart. So, guys, we're going to sign off for today. Um, we plan on being back here, Lord willing, uh, Monday, the next Monday, same time, same place, same channel, 7 p.m. Central, 8 p.m. Eastern. And we'll kick it off again with another great week of podcast. Um, we should be on, I, I believe, all week next week except for Wednesday. So Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday. We plan on being here on those four days. So uh, we're looking forward to being with you guys then as well. So until then. Guys, again, we pray for your safety. We pray the Lord keep you, protect you. May his angels keep you in all of your ways. We profess the blood of Jesus over you, over your family, over your marriage, over your possessions, over your business, over your ministries, and all that you have. Uh, We just ask that the Lord's favor would reside upon you. And I pray in in the mighty name of Jesus that through this holiday season, this uh, this Christmas season, Even though the enemy is breathing out threats, we declare that no weapon formed against God's people shall prosper. Come on. And every tongue that rises against us in judgment, thou shall condemn. Come on. And all God's people said amen and amen. We love you guys. God bless you. We'll see you Monday.
1: Thank you for listening to the End Time Headlines podcast. We pray that you've been blessed and equipped by today's message. For more information about how you can help partner with our ministry, please visit endtimeheadlines.org.